0: This is the one with a snog box. The woman twice dead.
1: Definitely not a monk. Jolly mnemonics. And the invention of the quadricycle. It's called the Bells of St. John. Here we go! Whistle on our
0: epic phrase All through time and all through space the being and angels now Dalek, cyber, Zood and wow Counting Sonic's raiding apps From the poor to the sublime
1: Eccleston to Whittaker Let's agree it's about time Who
2: back when? Reviewing on you who there is
0: Who back when?
2: Subscribe and rate on
1: iTunes please
2: Rose and Donna Emi Pond,
1: Rory, Clara And beyond Join,
2: Join us on this to See what other choice could there be But who back
0: when? when? Who Ladies and gentlemen and all in between and beyond, welcome to another episode of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. Or
1: DocBast.
0: This is N095, the Bells of St. John. I am but one co-host today, namely Drew Back When. Opposite me is someone else, namely... Marie! Splendid name-checking, and to my right is seated the third of our crew... Leon! Hooray!
1: Hello, Drew. Hello, Marie.
0: Hello, Podcast Land. Hi, everyone. Hello, Marie. <laughs> Hello, Drew. Sorry, was I too efficient? Do we need to waste some time? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Must be polite. <laughs> the bells of St. John, eh? The bells of Bing Bong Bing Bong, hey? That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the bing bongs of St. Ponk. With the... Ex-
1: yes. <laughs> With the exception of the motorbike scene, I did not remember anything about this episode. Really? That- I went in almost clean slate. Tabula rasa. But the motorbike you've
3: replayed
0: constantly since then.
1: Maybe that was on the poster. Maybe that was in the trailer. I don't know. That definitely... I remember that.
0: I also couldn't remember this hey! episode at all. All I remembered was Rings of a Carton and then Ugh. John Hurt was involved. <laughs> That's all I can remember about 2013. <laughs> oh, actually, yes. We should establish the year that we're in now. Oh. Are we still in 2012? No, sir. 2030.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one take. One take. <laughs> Marie, did you remember this
3: episode? Not by title alone, but as soon as it started playing, then it all came flooding back to
0: me. Oh, then all your photographic memory of Clara scene by scene popped into place. Exactly. Lovely. Yeah.
3: Especially out of the window and the cup. I remember the coffee cup. That oh. She never lets go.
1: That was mainly it. Magically doesn't spill all over the. Not dock. a
3: drop. Yeah, <laughs> and there's still stuff in the at the end for that final swig.
0: Yeah, cold, gross, manky <laughs> coffee. <Yeah. laughs> I think we're confusing podcast land. Could we provide a more holistic description of this episode? What might we
1: call such a description?
0: A beast Let's. <laughs>
1: Time for us to synopsize Blubify and summarize So take a view And, and grab a brief And listen to and this overview you. This free-for-all We like
0: to call A big chunk of by it's a chunk of who. who run-of-the-mill internet luddite clara oswald is busy scavenging a bereaved family's wi-fi when the woman in the shop advises her to call the best helpline in the universe and she's put through to the doctor moonlighting as a mad monk in 13th century cumbria
3: lo what light through yonder timeline breaks tis her the impossible girl and the start of the clarathon something great and intelligent has employed a band of big data studios to harvest human minds through the internet and they soon set their sights on her
1: Coincidentally, this all happens just as the Doctor arrives on her doorstep, a time jump and a bow tie later. And together, they embark on a mission, cute, to save mankind from everlasting digitization, while at the same time taking in the sights of London. scow over, you are welcome. Aren't you just? You know what, I didn't realize that this was going to be a great intelligence episode. No! Not at and, all. and like just in the last new episode that we reviewed, we were just like oh what a waste! Oh man, <laughs> we're never going to see the Great Intelligence again. We at least was I, I was. We were going. Oh, Sherry comes
3: back, doesn't it come back? I didn't expect it to it's be like, right the now. next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah that Oh, totally, uh, with Nell. took me. <laughs> 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 I that bit I hadn't remembered. I was expecting a different. I knew it was going to be something big because it kept kind of going. Oh, my boss, my boss, the uh, my employer. So yeah and um you don't know who it is but we were speculating master i was still shocked yeah yeah yeah. i mean it sounds it seems like a mastery thing to do yeah
0: well i mean the master was adjacent to this episode Mm. master adjacent (laughs) does anyone remember who the woman in the shop is (gasps) that was going to be one of my questions to you guys
1: no Wait, oh, wait. Marie knows. Well, it, well, it couldn't possibly the must be the
3: master because it's a woman. Yes. Oh, good point, Marie. That completely rules mm, the master out. Definitely does. Mm. Leon's still looking blank.
1: I thought Missy wasn't until way further into the future.
3: But she, she isn't. But I think when they they kind of right at the end of Clara's run, they kind of look back and it's like, well, who brought us together in the first place? Oh it doesn 't just happen upon a by coincidence i 've
1: totally forgotten this yeah, I was thinking maybe it 's another version of Clara who 's pushed this mm-hmm. version of her into his way, but
0: mm. there 's an extra dimension of jam and string at play, yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh oh marvelous mm. mm. oh, missy, but we 're jumping too far ahead, Yeah. Mm. shall we jump back to the beginning of the prequel oh there 's a prequel what there 's always a sodding prequel you 've watched this prequel i have i 've watched this two minute prequel. They're doing prequels for basically every episode now.
1: Uh, I guess I guess they are doing one for every episode. I didn't watch it.
0: Well, maybe not, but this is the start of a s- part of a series. Series 7B, according to Trenton, perhaps. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's still vexing. Mm. All right, talk us through it. Okay, right. So, the Doctor is swinging on a swing. Good. <laughs> oh, I did see this! Oh, you did! Yes, I did see this. Oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and young Clara comes up and talks. Oh, but we don't know this yet. <gasps> No, well, at the end, it's revealed Young, to be Young, like little girl Clara. Yeah, like nine years old Clara. That's a bit creepy.
1: It's super fucking creepy because <laughs> her mum <laughs> is right there and is like, no, oh, I guess it's completely fine for my child daughter to interact with some lone adult mm. in a playground. So is it's is trying to recreate
3: their like Amy Pond scenario because it was definitely oh, yeah, when you said on the yeah. swings, the first thing I thought of was... Amy's back garden when she was a little girl
0: oh, yeah. and there were swings yeah, good point mm. now it's a very strange couple of minutes mm. I mean the, the mother is talking to someone else in plain sight like just the, the edge of the playground so like 10 feet away and then she asks Clara what on earth were you doing for those two minutes my friend is so engrossing I was agog <laughs> I couldn't possibly <laughs> look out the side of my peripheral vision or even <laughs> turn my head it's, yeah.
3: so okay I don't understand because if, if the doctor could find her when she was nine why
1: he doesn't know that it's her Oh, he doesn't. So, oh, okay. so, this is kind of the weird thing as well. So, in the, at the end of the last episode, when he finds out, oh, wait, hang on, this impossible girl, is, there are multiple versions mm. of her. We basically think, all right, cool. We're now going to see him head out into the world to find her. Yeah. And then fast forward to the prequel to this episode, and he's already given up. Yeah. And it's not a it's like he basically tells this little girl, I've I lost my friend, I can't find her. But but I don't think he has given up. But I, he has been looking for her. He right? has, but he's but also... Oh, we don't get to see that.
0: He's using a different method because last time he made a bargain with the universe and guess what? The universe, headed by the god writer Stephen Moffat, came through for him. And now, now he's just he's just using destiny.
3: He's just using the
0: sit and wait method. Yeah, and I guess a that's portrait true. Yeah, and he tells the girl, I, I think I'm just going to bump into her. And mm. guess what? Ooh. He says that mid-bump. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, you're right.
3: But... The, but so, Has anything brought them together? Because every other time, again, jumping forward, when you see it it, retrospectively, you know why she keeps coming into his path. And like we've just discussed, Missy is the one who puts her initially into his path. But what puts nine-year-old Clara into his path?
1: So when Clara later on, when she jumps into his timeline and his divider across, how does that work? Is it that she, what's the show, the Scott Bakula show? Quantum leap. Yeah. Is it that she quantum leaps? Thank you. Is, that, is it that she quantum leaps into other people coincidentally named Clara or is it that she creates new people?
0: Oh shit, because she has a mother.
1: Exactly. She oh, has wow. a mother who has named her Clara, which also suggests that she will then grow up and have a whole life without the doctor, like this other Clara.
0: Now, you know what it is? This is the Clara who has been a normally born human girl and who will go into the timeline from her will come all the other clara Splint.
3: so this nine-year-old is just literally a coincidence this is the first
0: yeah unless the woman that her mother is talking to is michelle gomez in super soft focus <laughs> I mean, that would Ooh, be amazing that would be good. that would be fantastic but i don't think it was
1: <laughs> or maybe this is just a coincidence clara like this is this is just some girl also named clara
0: It's not the Clara Exactly I think it's the Clara Because her mother comes back Think Yeah We see
3: the mother with the red leaf thing Is to do with the mother I think I can't quite remember what it is The red
1: leaf Wait we see that later on Yeah
3: Yeah the red leaf is page one of a book You don't think that's going to come back Okay yeah
0: Yeah he licks it dude (laughs) He puts his meaning saliva all over that thing While he was licking it I was just thinking That's not how maple syrup works you idiot (laughs)
1: Mmm, tasty.
0: <laughs> Without
1: any further context, and certainly no recollection on my part of what happens with this page one leaf, mm. that was super cheesy, I thought. Yeah. Like, mega cheesy.
0: Yeah, also, Doctor, maybe Unworthy some... of Doctor Who. Maybe some personal boundaries? <laughs>
1: yeah, don't lick someone's belongings. <laughs> like, maybe this leaf means a lot to her, and it, maybe it's so petrified that- the touch of a tongue will make it disintegrate just
3: disappear. certainly um, which bit did you think cheesy when the doctor was licking it or when she said
1: when she's like the leaf
3: is page one the leaf It's page one. do you think that was really enigmatic and you want to know
1: more? No, no. That was also in the, wasn't that in the same scene where he goes, well, do you want to come along for this trip? And she's like, oh, I'll come back tomorrow and we'll come back tomorrow and and we'll see if maybe I'll say yes then. Mm. No, now you're just being arrogant. This is a time traveler. Maybe he'll change his mind. You know, (laughs) this is your chance.
3: Well, so tomorrow for him is like 30
1: seconds from now. He's not going to wait a day. He's just literally going to hop forward. Yeah, but what if he doesn't? What if he goes,
0: Oh. Well, if you're not interested, then I'll go and find someone else then. Mm. I think she's she got him, that. she's got him pretty well sized up oh. by that point. Yeah. I don't think it's arrogance so much as she needs to spend twenty four hours saying, Yes, by the way, I'm gonna leave a little bit earlier, but you've got this replacement process in hand, so see her. She's gotta emotionally decompress.
1: I get the emotionally decompress, but I don't get the I mean if this were to happen to any of us, we would A, assume, time machine, I can come back to when I've left. Yeah. So don't worry about it. I don't have to tell people. I don't have to give an excuse at work or anything like that. Yeah,
0: I, can, I don't have to give an excuse to my boyfriend. I can always come back for all the special occasions and every meal. Danny Pink in the future need never worry, because I've never missed a <laughs> single appointment.
1: Yeah. So they make that very clear with Clara later on, but it's so far with every companion that has also been the case like rose doesn't say goodbye to her mom she just runs just into go. the TARDIS yeah. so the, the, there are all these just these assumptions that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity hmm. you don't want to miss it
3: but I do think is it wrong to just take a beat to say this man though I don't know I've never met before is swept into my life and we've had this crazy adventure just to have a day to yourself to decompress to think about it and then say okay
1: I think it's completely fine to do that, but I think I would expect her to say that to the doctor. To just tell him, listen, give me one day to say goodbye to my current life. That is what she's
0: saying. She doesn't say he that. She just has to read between the lines with a bit of his vaunted alien intelligence. Uh, now, or maybe
3: she's giving him a chance, almost, to be like, make sure you mean minds. this. Make sure you don't regret, like, take me away with you and then go, oh, actually... I change my mind and I'm going to dump you on the next
1: alien planet.
0: Yeah, I don't want to miss Snogbox. I want a box. I want like, a fucking <laughs> marriage box. We'll, we'll talk about River later.
1: <laughs> you guys have had a different reaction. I've had the same reaction when we've encountered other characters who've just gone, no, you know what? You guys go on this trip. I'll stay here. Mm. Like Rory's dad or Wilf or... Uh, because that does
3: feel like you're missing an opportunity. That's not Come back tomorrow and
1: and take me tomorrow. She de- she said
3: she's going with him.
1: No, she, she- says maybe. Well, I'll, maybe
3: I'll go. But with it feels like it feels like come back tomorrow and I'll, and the answer will be yes. So it's yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, I,
1: I'm getting re- we're getting bogged down with Where this was, one little point. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. When they do- when they just don't they
3: just choose not to go and everyone else is going off and having adventures without them. That's that's different
0: yeah rory's dad has lost rory's mum. we know not where or when and so he's basically the world's saddest man yeah. so of course he would come <laughs> along whereas clara has just told the doctor i don't run out on my friends yeah. just for one random okay
1: that is fair yeah or, or does she have any family any f- does she have
0: any friends well we haven't not that we've seen yeah one of them died Wait, the the, mo- the mother. Yeah, the motherless family. The mother at the heart of that family. Yeah, yeah. So, hmm. No, I don't know. Nobody recognises her as she runs through London on a motorbike. She,
3: she's, a, she's a weird age to be, like, friend of the family as well, because she's not old enough to be friends with the parents. and nope. She's too old to be friends with the kids. Yeah. So it does feel like maybe the parents were friends with her parents,
0: and she's, like, that kind of
3: grown up with them as, like, auntie and uncle kind of age. I would buy that, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, can I drop a pin in just her age for future episodes she is 24 years old according to page zero of her book yeah Uh, she is 24 now we need never wonder (laughs) for the next until we get a replacement age okay yeah so how long has she been living with this family yeah she said
1: a year. Since she was 23? Yes. A year? Yes. And she's never inquired about the Wi-Fi passwords during the
3: <gasps> year? Yes, I went to say
0: that. <laughs> just lived a year without the internet. She's only just discovered the internet. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't know about computers. <laughs> she started off reading all the books on the shelf. She's finally got through every last one. She finished the newspaper from that morning, and now yeah. she's like, I need more I've material. got nothing else to read. Let's see what this online business is all about. <laughs> this internet everyone's talking about. <laughs> This could be her first time on the internet. She hasn't even heard of Twitter. True. She's not even following who back when. What was her Twitter joke? Oh. Uh... Oh wait. Did I
1: just gloss over a blatant plug for our Twitter <laughs> uh, Yeah, please do follow us. Who at who back when? All in one word. Yeah. What? Wait. What was her it was Twitter something, joke? Something like. Every- it's
3: taken souls into the internet. To, to just, oh, isn't that Twitter? Yeah, yeah. People
1: are just screaming Scream forever into the, into void. the void. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that's solid, yeah.
3: solid material. Yeah, it did bother me how not tech savvy she was. She, she's because previous iterations of Clara have been so switched on and so mm. quick, um, and can pick anything up and can hack anything, and and, yeah. and are really smart. yeah, but that's that's because but, of what happens. Yeah, there. so it kind of uh, af- yeah afterwards you kind of put Wait, it all together. Wait, is it really?
0: Yeah. Yes, if this is the Clara the, who will go and be splintered,
3: this is why she's so clever. Like in the future, because she's had this patch, this like computer patch, so she now understands all technology and she can hack.
1: See, I didn't remember I, at, at all that regular companion Clara is a tech genius. She works as like a, an English teacher. She's not a like a computer teacher or anything like that. She's a
3: Yeah, because she has no interest in technology. She just got given all this information. It's not where her passions are. Her passions are like literature and gotcha. en-
1: English. So that she's an English teacher. But I don't remember her like hacking computers and stuff. Does that ever happen?
3: No, I don't know. I don't know either. Well, I think we will have to wait and
1: see. Oh. But
3: they've definitely like oswin because what I wrote down is like, is Oswin is the like smart bit? Because she's Clara without the Oswin, Oh, yeah, yeah, and she's not that clever. Oh, but the, no. all the other iterations have Oswin.
0: So like, after Oswin's she's like, had a Windows OS reverse engineered into her brain, mm. I I like it. I didn't I didn't make that connection. So what did you think about Clara in general? Because this is her introduction, but it isn't. So come on, Marie, spell it out for us.
3: I don't know if you're really put on the spot now. I think I still liked her. I think I probably liked her more in the previous two episodes. When she is a bit more feisty feisty she's a bit more low-key here yeah because like um, especially when she's like bar wench Clara and you just can't get rid of her and she's really interested in everything and she's asking all the right questions and she's like investigating and doing her own thing and she just like the f- the scene where they meet and she won't let him in the house and she's really suspicious and like rightly she should be because yeah, there's a strange course. man at her door yeah. and it, so it makes sense but just like um, one
1: might say her mother ought to have been if she were a small child in well. the playground yeah
3: <laughs> But yeah, it's you're kind of waiting for them to meet properly so they can have that chemistry that they've always had, and it just she she seems a lot more reluctant in the beginning. But yeah, yeah, by the time they get to the like motorbike scene. That's really cool. I don't know. There's, there's good bits and bad bits, I think.
1: I think those two have fantastic chemistry. They do, Like, yeah. crazy good chemistry. Yeah, absolutely.
3: I like the one, actually, when she's leaning out the window and he's talking up to her. That's yeah.
1: really sweet.
0: Yeah, that seemed like a really sort of unique scene. Yeah. In the context of Doctor Who, at least. Yeah. And I think, actually, she could have been a little more cautious. Backpedaling a teeny tiny bit, I agree with what
1: you said about, like, the feisty Clara that we yeah. got before. In like Gay oldie times We get a little bit Of that here as well Like she talks back At the door. Part of the whole The thing that I disliked That she didn't want to Go into the TARDIS Right away Part of that Is that feistiness mm. And it's Such a brash, a breath, It's a pressure, Fresh air. <laughs> it's, it's a <laughs> It's a, Such a breath Of fresh air After the ponds Yeah Where one was Constantly submissive And the other one Was constantly Just a teeny tiny bit aggressive Yeah uh, this is more of a human, not to mean be racist towards Gallifranes, This is more of a human <laughs> relationship. Yeah,
3: and it's they, they feel more balanced. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I don't know. but I can, yeah, because I think every time when you take into the big the, when you take the bigger picture into account, you have to sort of think the the Clara that we've met previously is a Clara that might not have memories of it, but she has all this experience with the doctor. And so they've built up a rapport over time and she trusts him. She doesn't know why she trusts him, but she trusts him implicitly. And it's all somewhere back in the recesses of her memory. So this is a brand new Clara that doesn't have that. So it's right, I guess, that she's a little more cautious. It's appropriate.
0: Yeah. It makes sense. The writing actually stacks
2: up.
3: It does. Yeah. Which I remember I remember talking to you about Clara previously and you sort of said, oh, she's all over the place. She, they write her in to be whatever the episode needs to, to be. And it always, it always really upset me because I obviously adore Clara. Yeah. I must um, confess, Podcast Land Marie was pointing her finger straight at me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. That was the image, Drew. But yeah, I think once once you kind of pick it apart, they have written her quite well i think with with all this future knowledge in my i don't know I, I, cause it's hard to know how much they would planned already by this point i'm sure
0: they won't overstretch themselves no <laughs> no not this time surely not okay, they're less this time yeah
3: but yeah so far anyway it kind of it all makes sense
1: this is yet another clara who has no idea who she is by the way or oh, where she is half the time but, but i mean like this is not a clara who is aware of future clara who's jumped through the timeline yeah, we have so far only met Clara's who yeah, who have who haven't quantum leaped at, and who have just their own lives have no idea. No, 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 I think I think the previous two have quantum leaped. Yeah, but but I mean they don't they're not aware of but it. But that's the thing we d- we don't know. We never really see one that is aware of it, do we? But that's my point. So when we later on when we get the flashbacks, the mm-hmm. fake uh, roundabout flashbacks of what happens after she jumps into the timeline, every single version of her that we see is aware of who she is and she deliberately directs the Doctor. In a... We had this conversation the last time, yeah. did But yeah. this time... You, you
0: see through the security footage her being like, Doctor, pick this type for exactly. TARDIS. But exactly, we, but yeah. that
3: doesn't. But we don't know for sure that that is because she remembers it. It might just be that in that version of events she has like she's a TARDIS expert and she knows that that's the better TARDIS. Oh. Like, she
1: doesn't introduce herself... Well, you herself think there's as... a massive coinkydink? I don't know. Well, I guess it could be.
3: Because every, cause every Clara that we've seen has a backstory and has a history and has memories yeah. that are
1: specific to that time. So it m- That seems to defeat the point of jumping into his timeline, though. But like I said, it's, like, it's, it's just it's this subconscious... You throw of people into this... You're
3: drawn to him and you subconsciously want to protect him, but you don't know why. Yeah. Oh, this okay. is
0: early days, but I think Moffat has like tried him, to construct a sort of meta-arc Which is invulnerable to criticism in this way, because the very nature of it means it has to hang together. She jumps into his timeline for the reason that she makes it hang together. So whatever she ends up doing, and we end up seeing, the context around it works towards its actualization. So I think you've got to give her the benefit of the doubt. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Oh, no. Did you not hear my brush of fresh ash? (laughs) I'm I'm super duper pleased with Clara.
0: Yeah, me too. Okay, so to jump to the cold open. Okay. Oh. How can you be presenting a video about the top to bottom of this nefarious plot to upload people to the internet and people's minds and souls are stuck in these videos and they don't know where they are? And how can you also not know where you are?
3: Oh. so that really bothered me as well but as you were talking I came up with a theory okay let's so hear it, let's hear it. Let's so hear it. what if he because obviously people maybe there's a subculture of people that have seen these videos and they know kind of roughly what's going on but they, they don't know what's going on but they're aware that something's happening and he's one of these people and so he's making this video but meanwhile he's making this video he's in a place with wifi and sort of midway through the video he gets uploaded oh and so when he's talking to, Because it, yeah, it really bothered me That everybody just Repeats They're all saying the same thing They're all just like I don't know where I, I don't am That's such yeah. a Moffat thing
1: By the way yeah, really, You're my mummy It why? started then Why does it, it Still go, go You're right yeah
3: Why do they all say that There's no reason For them to all say The same thing yeah. It's a
1: very unnatural thing To it's say really by the way It's a unnatural thing I don't know where I am it's like, Yeah Well you don't know whom you're talking to either. You yeah. don't know who else might be there. And
0: they're all, well, they're all talking into a screen.
1: Yeah, everyone's looking into their webcam. Yeah.
0: Also, Clara says it after she's been uploaded a second time and had the first time explained to her.
1: Yeah, that's true, but she's also had the memory yeah. of that wiped, so she's basically starting afresh.
0: Yeah, but she's also a massive tech hack
1: genius at this point, mm. so she's pretty au fait with plot by it now. It does
3: feel like there must be something. They must be be a bit mind controlling and they must be
1: yeah part of the pro like maybe they deliberately
0: hack them to go to inquire about their
3: whereabouts but why? Or that, why oh
0: who knows it's mm. all crap i thought the- it was a comment on monism versus cartesian dualism oh well now that you mention it <laughs>
3: <laughs> do you know that's exactly what i was about to say
0: because they are saying i don't know where i i.e., my body is they're like I'm just a mind in looking at a webcam. I don't know where the rest of me is. I don't know where I am out in the real
3: world. Not a very clear way of expressing that. Yeah,
0: I'm very impressed by (laughs) the term (laughs)
1: droppage, but I don't buy it. (laughs) It, uh, Okay, (laughs) lowering the brow slightly. (laughs) (laughs) As either one of you... I'm assuming that you're both familiar with The Ring. Yes. When The Ring came out... There, there was a whole like a wave, a tidal wave of Japanese horror movies that basically all followed the same formula. In The Ring, it was if you watch this VHS tape within a week or whatever ten days, you will be killed by yeah. this creature uh, or this ghost. There was another one called One Missed Call. Mm. Which was like, and you get a, a call on your mobile phone. If you pick it up, you have an hour, or you have two days, or something, and then you will disappear, and yeah. you will be the one that now in the network. As possible spoilers for one missed call, uh, <laughs> making the next call. Yeah, and that sprang to like the way that the guy describes it in the beginning is basically the back of the VHS slash DVD of One Missed Call. It's like, oh, <laughs> you find a bar, you log on to the network. X amount of time passes and then you will be part of the network. It was. Wait, hang on. When did that shit come out? When was this tidal wave of movies?
3: I bet it was around the same time, actually, or a bit, bit, bit earlier.
1: Bit
0: earlier, I think. Yeah. Oh, uh,
1: 2008. Yes, quite a bit Yeah. Early.
0: One yeah. Missed Call 2 came out in 2005, which is confusing. Why didn't they call Uh-oh. it Two Missed Calls? <laughs> How can you miss that trick, oh, movie yeah. makers? <laughs>
3: And there was a thing as well about basically choosing which brains or which souls to save, and they talk about discarding Clara, and then because they say no, she's she doesn't know about computers, but she's clever, so that's why they'd give her the computer patch. Because when she's talking, the sorry, the um evil genius lady that's controlling everything, yeah, Miss when, Kislet. Miss Kizlet, oh there we yes, go. when um she's talking to the doctor, she's like, well, we're saving all these people; they're going to live forever digitally, and it's like it's a noble thing that she's doing. But they don't save everyone. They just save people they think will be useful to them,
0: don't they? Yeah, and useful to the great intelligence.
3: But he's he's uh, like absorbing. He all con- them? Yeah,
0: exactly. Is he consuming them? Yeah, consuming so brainwaves. Yeah. So Brain what good brainwaves? is it that he gives out stuff he's clearly already got to these people? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. The economics don't add up. Yeah.
3: So what? So what? <laughs> why? Yeah. Why? Why bother patching Clara? Why give her this computer knowledge? What's it for?
0: Oh, Marie, you've just unwritten the episode. Bravo.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I really thought there'd be a great, uh, like, they were all, all going to be put to work, all these souls that are trapped somewhere. They were all going to be these sort of computer geniuses and and used for something, but they, mm. we never get that resolution.
0: Yeah. Mm. Quite. I mean, at this point, the great intelligence must just be starving on just trivia. <laughs> like what, what? What is it that Clara knows that other people don't? I mean, the contents of the Maitland family's bookcases. She maybe. knows. Uh,
3: she knows everything written by Amelia Williams. Ah, yes. Aww.
1: But how, wait, sorry, did I just miss that while I was googling for trivia? <laughs> did, 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 have they specifically targeted Clara? Because it seems no, very... but
3: they've. Uh, she, so she clicked on the web Wi-Fi link, which is the that's how they get in. Yeah. But then they decide whether whether or not to keep her, basically. Oh. And they say they have a discussion about if she's clever, so we should keep her.
1: But there must be. So it seems almost as though there are only as many people in the network as there are TV screens in see. the thing, and mm. there there are what like sixty, a hundred TV screens. Let's the say a hundred of them TV have just been dis- consumed already, consumed
3: and deleted. Yeah.
1: I feel like there should be millions of them. Yeah. They have these little stations all over the place. These little spoon heads, or whatever they call them, base stations. I know, but one of the guys, der- in a derogatory fashion, refers to it as a spoon head.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah, but you said these stations, or whatever. So, yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> 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 Point taken. It, but
1: uh, I don't know. I don't know
0: what to say. That How was not- as many little screens as the BBC could afford. <laughs> Come on. How long has this operation been going? It must have been going. <laughs> I ask you, where can a corporation such as the BBC get hold of extra television screens? <laughs> Sorry, I <was> just—I <laughs> finished that point. Off. Sorry, it's—it's
1: <laughs> it's not that I'm uh, miffed about the the amount of TV screens. It's that they even have the resources to check on an individual level where uh, whether one person is worthy of the great intelligence or not. Mm. They must have millions of people already and, how many? and there are like 20 people in this office checking them like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they
0: have enough people that the guy is worried that they're uploading people too quickly much like stephen moore was worried about people getting indoctrinated into the cult of the spiders too quickly in the, Hey-o! whatever the spider one was called. World Wide web and something something so yeah that sprang
1: to mind as well so we have we've recently reviewed the eight truths and that's the ones worldwide web, web. Audiobooks with a sort of fake heaven, a digital heaven mm. where people's consciousness has been uploaded. Uh weave in a satellite or something like that.
0: Yes, a stellar manipulator. Well, we'll done. Oh, yes, put a pin in this. Oh yes, of course. That, oh, yes, right. because this
3: does that that comes back. There's a fake digital heaven later. With
1: yes, with yes. Cybermen. Exactly. Yes. And we also recently had kind of a fake heaven in another audiobook in Death in Blackpool. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of it swelling around. Mm.
1: Although now that I think about it, or now that I'm saying it out loud, actually two out of three are in audiobook form. Yes, but they preceded this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And as you said, Marie, we have the Missy Cybermen Heaven, whatever it's called.
0: Death in Heaven. Is that Death in Heaven? Yes. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, anyway, trope. Yeah. Uh, maybe that should be a tag on
0: the website. <laughs> <laughs> Marie, you had a point. How long have they been collecting these people? You- oh... oh. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Miss Kizlet was contacted by the Great Intelligence as a little girl. <gasps> yes, she yes, was. yes, she was paying it forward. Mm. Uh, and according to
1: Todd's Wikia, now I just glazed over it and I don't have it in front of me <laughs> anymore. But apparently, uh, she was taken over at Russell Square Tube Station, oh. which harkens back to uh, as a girl, which harkens back to the very first Great Intelligence. Not, not, no, the second Great Intelligence episode, Web of Fear, mm. which is the one that we talked about, right? The yeah, Web of yeah. Fear, which is the London Underground it's brilliant yeah anyway so so yeah so it's kind of a i don't know if that's a prose or an audiobook connection but the the trivia states this is a link back to classic who nice
3: Hmm. but yeah so she so the great intelligence has been around for like 40 50 years for her but i guess they haven't had the technology to upload people until recently well for a
0: while they did it via the speaking clock And then after that, it was through C-fax for a bit. (laughs) 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 Tell it Speaking clock. (laughs) You're like...
1: This is a rotary dial phone podcast. (laughs) It is now 14... (laughs) And then all of a sudden, you have to tell the time forever. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, and instead, everyone's just there going like, I don't know what time it is. I don't know what time it is. (laughs) There's a point where, when the doctor is telling Kislet, "Listen, let's uh, download everyone." Mm. She goes, "Most of them, or many of them." I think it's wi- most of them. Most, most of them don't will have die. Bodies to go to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right.
3: So it's got to have been a long enough period that all of their bodies would have been buried, been or... buried or decomposed or exactly. whatever. Yeah.
0: Mm. Or just left alone to rot, yeah, in their in their miserable, lonely flats. Aww.
1: Yeah, but how does this work? Like all of those bodies, even the bodies that are, haven't been found yet, like even Clara's body is dead. Yeah. So does that mean that the people who have been buried, for example, all of a sudden they're waking up in their caskets? I don't know. Going, oh, I they're don't know where alive. I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> According to Death
0: in Heaven, yes. Yeah. yeah,
1: Oh. I, oh. Yeah. well, we're going to talk about that when we get to it, but holy crap, I hated that. Oh, nightmares for life, BBC.
0: Oh, anyway. Should we just come back to that point that I put in before I forget it? Oh, let's do that. See, I... I, I, I <laughs> so, sorry, sorry. That's okay. I wrote that it was sad- saddening that Celia Emery's character reverted to being a little girl. And then I realized how much more saddening that that guy with his helpful informative video at the beginning of the episode was just sent back into a half-rotten corpse for an unimaginably horrific last few seconds of consciousness, as were thousands of others, and they couldn't go and live in a stellar manipulator like in the audiobook World Wide Web. But then I thought, yes, they were released from a living hell, but aren't there 10,000 walking base stations in London that have just been deactivated and just hanging there. Yeah, you're right. And if the doctor had taken five seconds, he could have gone to his dress-up box, fished out 10,000 hats or fezzes, put them on the back of their heads, and then give these crash test dummies with a flick of his sonic, which he uses far too much in this episode, by the way. So this would just be used number seven. What's, what's a seventh use? Just put, put them in there. But he's he's got one mystery going on, so he can't possibly be asked to find out about the great intelligence, which is a second mystery, and think about these other people, which is the third thing. I think mm. that might be this episode's retro rewrite. Yeah, nicely done.
3: Because yeah, he's very he's very cavalier about. Well, these people—it's a living hell. They're not um, not conscious anymore, so they don't. It doesn't matter if they die. It's is goal. This episode is to save Clara, and it kind of everyone else is incidental. But he's put River into a living. Also, that's another one. That is another one. Digital afterlife. Digital afterlife. Yeah. And that seems like it's worth having her in this digital
1: form rather than losing her entirely. Uh, In a totally fake, nightmarish, everlasting uh, suburb.
3: But yeah, but all all of these people he's never met, it's not worth
0: preserving them in a digital form. Like, that's not... I don't know. Yeah, if they're not worthy of a ride in the TARDIS, just fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if the Doctor is presented with a situation like this... Do we want him to be the kind of person who methodically saves every last person he can? Is that something we expect of the Doctor?
3: I think, like you say, if, there's a, if there are these bodies that they could put in a consciousness and, and have a physical form, like that would have been a better save, to save as many people as possible. Because he, he, just, he just doesn't even... He's very hands-off, this episode. It's just him and his laptop, for the most part. And we don't normally see him... Yeah, even when we see him, it's not him. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah true. Yeah, but he's clearly seeing and hearing everything his proxy is yeah. in the shard. And and th- his proxy is doing some pretty clever, nifty doctor things, which he must be directing. So he could, I mean, he could be doing stuff himself. He could set his Spoonhead clone doing something. They could do it twice as fast.
1: Mm. By the way, so, do you remember that incredibly well-written and excellent and memorable episode, Love and Monsters?
0: Oh, oh yeah, like the back of my hand. <laughs>
1: In that episode, he takes someone's consciousness and face and transforms it or like, uh, and moves into it into a paving, a paving slab. slab. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if he's willing to do that, yeah. why wouldn't he be willing to move them into yeah. those
0: robots? Find, yeah.
3: yeah, find a way of saving... Anything. Anything. At any As, cost. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that means no one in the Doctor Who universe would ever die again. I'm not saying it needs to go to that extreme, but we get him doing these sherlock-like near instantaneous like sizing up or calculations of just physical peril like mm. oh i need to do this and i'm 10 steps ahead of that and so the scene will play out in the way i thought why can't he be doing that with ethical decisions which <laughs> are more important <laughs> oh just... oh but those you don't you want the camera to
1: linger on him while he makes those decisions
3: but it but it does it, it... He just makes it really quickly. It's not an ethical quandary. It's not like, oh, look at all these souls that I'm not going to save. It's just a really snap, like, oh, just save the ones that you can then. And that's, think, the thing. It's not necessarily that he couldn't save them. It's the fact that he didn't show any remorse or, like,
1: there's a scene in the classic serial that we reviewed, last, mm. Pyramids of Mars, where one person has just died. It's it's another one of the the fate of the universe is at stake here. And so all of mankind and all life in the universe, one dude has just died. The dead body is right there, and the doctor literally just like shoves the dead body aside to start mm. to think about how to solve this problem. Yeah, yeah. And the reasoning behind it is literally like, no, there are bigger things at stake here. Yeah, and. Is is that the kind of snap judgment that there's you... there's a
3: place for both? Because there is, like, if there's a bigger threat at hand, then you can't spend your time mourning these dead people. You've got yeah. you've got to do the yeah, but they're not dead but yet. Exactly, that's the thing that he's ordering them to be destroyed without a second thought.
1: Why couldn't he just download them into, let's say, the TARDIS, where yeah. he has like a little Gallifreyan CD, put yeah. them on that, or a USB drive,
3: and then take them to a different planet where everyone lives as digital, copy- yeah, or, like, or just into, like, like put them, way.
1: put them in the library. Yeah, plans. exactly. Give River someone else to <laughs> speak to for, like, finally she's gone through like ten billion cycles on the <laughs> library plans Like, I'm putting these fucking eternal children to sleep every single night. <laughs> 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 Give me one other biped to speak to. Yeah. yeah.
0: That, that, no, no, that's do so that. true. Do that. Yeah. 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 It feels like there could have been a way. Yeah. yeah. It may be that I'm copy editing a book on free will this week, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like these choices could be the heart of the action, or at least the heart of an extended bit of action. And I think that Chibnall understands this better than Moffat ever did. I think Chibnall might have thought of this had he written this. Oh, really? I think so. Wait, what are you basing that on? just chibnall is very methodical he's not cavalier in this way i get i get the feeling that moffat's just like well the doctor wants to find out what scheme i've cooked up for him so how could he you no know, care about anything else yeah. about these oh, people. interesting i feel like chibnall cares about his world more hmm. yeah, it, it, it seemed
3: like a very quick resolution as well it seemed like oh we've got like 43 minutes of um, screen time now we just need to solve this and move on
1: yeah yeah but that's yeah okay but that's kind of the problem with anything that has a little bit more depth. Yeah. In a season where you're not gonna get double features, yeah. unless it, unless maybe it's the finale. Yeah. Or they're doing it as a gimmick for a whole season. Enter Capaldi. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's kind of almost a, a hallmark of an interesting episode yeah, that it ends it abruptly. like, oh well, hang on, shit! You you spend too much time building this up. Yeah. Bing bong. A couple of l- lines were mentioned in this one. Go for Ponkin. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did not make a note of soundbite time codes, so I'm just going to read them out. Uh, one is that it's a reference to him definitely not being a monk. A Time Lord who is not a monk. We have had a Time Lord monk in Classic Who. Oh. There was a Hartnell serial uh, called The Time Meddler and, uh, in which he met a another Gallifreyan, uh, posing as a monk he was known as the meddling monk just as we have the doctor we had the monk mm. and um, uh, I'm assuming there's a bit of a reference you like oh yeah cool yeah, he's definitely not a monk because he's a good
0: time lord um, can I just say minus 0.1 for monks are not cool uh, no. of course monks are cool <laughs> <laughs> even when they're not
1: kung fu super powered I was literally just gonna say with one exception <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, another line. Eleven is the best.
0: In brackets, chapter. I thought Wh- she said ten is the best. No, she said 11? eleven. Yeah. Eleven is the best. You'll yeah. cry your eyes out. No. Mm. Oh. <laughs> My favourite line was, "I don't know the future. I just work there." Oh, excellent line. Yes, brilliant <laughs> line.
3: <laughs> I liked it when um, Doc says, "Shouldn't you be doing young things with young people?" And he's like trying oh, to yeah. trying to do his little dance. <laughs> <laughs>
1: His, his saturday night fever <laughs> <Yeah>. pointing <laughs> also we should kill him okay i'll inform hr
0: i also liked that it was now nah, we should kill him after his holiday i mean we're not monsters <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: i missed that
3: <laughs> i do i All also right. liked uh right at the beginning when doc's being like um the tech help
1: is like you have you have pressed the wi-fi button yeah. haven't you <laughs> uh, that scene is wonderful the fact that yeah. he uh, i mean that as well the fact that he he relents. He, he at first he's just kind of annoyed that there's oh there's some, somehow there's uh, someone's dialed a wrong number. Yeah, got the. Time. <laughs> he's in this deep meditative state, drawing portraits of the impossible girl in some monastery, and then all of a sudden he just relents and goes into full on IT support. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: uh, it's excellent.
3: I also really like the um, the cord
1: on the phone, I, like extended so long. as a, it yeah, it was really Oh, it's cool. wonderful, and he starts yeah. wrapping the monk up in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it a demon? It's a woman. Oh, oh, I didn't like that bit. Oh, I thought that was kind of fun. Mm. The uh, I was on the fence. <laughs> Backpedding a teeny tiny bit. That scene, the the is is that the bells of Saint John scene? Is that the? Is it the fact that yeah. his phone it is ringing? It focuses in on the Saint John's ambulance. Yeah. Line, so is that not? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> We're in a TARDIS that also is known for having the cloister bell. The, Mm. like, the alarm system, effectively. Whenever the TARDIS senses some sort of danger, the cloister bells go off. Surely that would be, or they would be the bells of St. John.
0: Mm. This is... Yeah, but... You give someone a bell, but like... (laughs) The the monks are hearing things that sound like tingly-wingly bells.
1: Yeah. They're the ones who name the phenomenon. And now transpose this to the Like, across the entire episode, the episode is named after that.
3: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It just Uh, seems such such a weak thing to name it. You expect
0: there to be another, like, bell somewhere. What else are you going to call it? Look out for the Wi Fi. Spoonheads. But uh, couldn't they have, um, (laughs) I don't know.
3: Couldn't their headquarters have been in, like, a bell tower? You know, rather than being at the Shard. Oh.
0: Mm.
1: But this is, I mean, the Shard had just opened effectively.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they had had that shot of St. Paul's in the background in case they couldn't use the Shard. (laughs) (laughs) They shot two alternate scenes and one of them is Clara looking around at the cathedral. Yeah.
1: Uh, it is kind of hilarious that Oh wow, it, it's as gratuitous As the O2 Arena in that Bond movie When like the O2 Arena had just yeah, Well is not enough Is that the one? Where yes, they, it is. they dedicate the entire intro See like the cold open basically that It culminates atop the O2 Arena
0: mm-hmm.
1: Oh buddy We get it,
0: we've got a cool new building <laughs> They might as well have had Tony Blair Standing on top going, thank you James <laughs> <laughs> I can't do a Pierce Brosnan (laughs) but he'd say quite all right. whatever it is however Pierce Brosnan sounds (laughs) Pierce? (laughs) yeah Pierce Brosnan everybody Uh, pull up a chair (laughs) should we talk about some supporting cast? let's let's do that so Miss Kislet was played by Celia Imry ah yes Calendar Girls? yes Mm -hmm. she played Celia
1: wait (laughs) wait 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 uh, Marigold Hotel? Yes. Oh, okay. 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 Wait, 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 wait.
3: <laughs> Things are. old lady old movies. people are, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: I, I've checked the polls. We're like, our audience
0: is 37% old ladies. So. <laughs> we have been going a long time. Sorry, we meant to catch up quicker. She was also in What We Did On Our Holiday with David Tennant. Oh. She's been around since the 70s. She was Kate in Highlander. Wait. Wait.
1: Uh, firmly plonking martini glass on
0: tabletop. What? She wasn't the uh, one that Connor McLeod ended up shacked up with. She was the first one, the Scottish one, before he got Killed but not killed in battle. And then when he came back, she thought he was in league with Lucifer. Burn him! Burn him! And she he basically left her and the Clan MacLeod behind. Yeah, podcast land. If you Google Katie Highlander, you get a whole different set of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Katie's <laughs> Highlander. Yeah, there's a romance novel. That's pretty cool. She was also in The New Statesman with Eric Mayle. Legend. And she was in loads of stuff with Victoria Wood. Um, acorn antiques dinner ladies other victoria wood stuff i don't know who victoria wood is ah she's a comedian from uh manchester marie around there the northwest the north. sorry wherever she's actually from i know you're <laughs> raging right now she's just had a statue put up wherever she was from so you know check that out hmm. and not just celia emory we also have
2: <laughs> oh, no. where are they
0: where are... Dan Lee, who played Alexei. He was in the Christmas episode of Black Mirror. Anyone?
1: Uh, no. I don't know.
0: <laughs> okay. His main gig these days seems to be playing Yong Bao, a Chinese tank engine in imperial Chinese colours with a dragon on his head in an expanded Thomas the Tank Engine world. Oh. Mm. His face is yeah. sensitively animated with gigantic eyebrows. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Good for him. Hey, whatever pays the bills. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Any other actors? uh, I didn't recognise
3: any other other actors. Jim thought one of the first uh, screaming into the void people was Johnny Vegas, but I don't think...
0: Oh, that would have been brilliant! Wouldn't it? Where am I?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good Johnny Vegas! (laughs) Well done. As the Doctor... I mean, the Doctor dons a new outfit in this one hmm. which is going to be one of his outfits like one of his i feel clara era outfits hmm. that he holds up a jacket at one point that he discards is that tenant's suit jacket
3: oh is it i wonder
1: i think it hmm. might be
3: yeah because he holds them both up he's like, like between
1: uh, them and then think, he... oh, oh no not that one exactly. and then i love the, the little box for the uh, bow tie oh that is great <laughs> You get a bunch My of those.
3: things in this box.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love this outfit, by the way. Oh, yeah, very I think nice. I it's fantastic.
3: I don't know, I liked when he at the door going, I'm dressed normal now. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure you are. <laughs>
0: also, how young did Matt Smith look in this episode now they sorted out his hair? Mm. Oh, I did Really? I've not... I've there are points at which hair. he looks just like a, a rather strong-jawed boy. <laughs> His his hair now makes sense and is short and trim and yeah he looks way younger than Jenna Coleman really? <laughs> in parts yeah
1: what yeah. a wee lad oh. he does have good hair in this hang on what did he look like before
0: it was all long he got a bit overgrown curling up at the back yeah. oh. shabby oh, a bit yeah. tut tut do like, uh, the- I don't know what you're talking about Marie in advance cut
2: your spine into do.
1: Uh, podcast land, Drew is rocking a look that is known as a rowdy hobbit. <laughs> 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 There's another um, iconic part of London. Uh, an icon- another iconic? Oh, yeah. yeah. Another as opposed to, or oh, in addition to St. Paul and now the Shard. <laughs> Hideous Shard. Uh, the- I hate
0: the Shard. I hate the Shard Can I just as well. say how
1: I hate the Shard? It's way too big. It's way too ostentatious. It makes Tower Bridge look like a fucking Lego toy. Yeah, no, it's dreadful. They should have put it elsewhere. Like it's a great building. Put it elsewhere. It's not a great building. No, no, it's a great building. Put it in like a just a straight up wall to wall spiky city. Don't put it in London. It's way too tall if it's going to be in London. Make it the size of the gherkin.
0: I mean, there are going to be more tall things that go up in London over time. I think it's going to stand out less. But the architect, just so he can call himself an architect, has said, well, putting up a giant cone is far too simple. What I need to do is fuck it up right at the top. (laughs) It's almost perfect, but I'll just fuck it up to annoy the OCD people who go by it. I don't remember his name. It's an Italian
1: architect, I believe. He also did the Tokyo airport. Like, he's... he's Oh, super respected architects. Not by me. And the Shard is an awesome building, just... It becomes vulgar what it's in. No, no, you know, no. I know I do not approve. Who back when, as a podcast... Marie, are you okay with this? Are you okay with me sure. making this bl- a blanket statement?
3: I've never had strong opinions about the Shard before, but I'm willing to... <laughs> I'm going to to go with it. Okay, it's happening. Who back
1: when, as a podcast, disapproves of the shot? I said it. Yeah. I second
0: that emotion.
1: (laughs) It would be great if it were the 10th its heights. Anyway, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Another iconic part of London is Westminster Bridge, Mm. which as is iconic in Doctor Who terms. And we get i mean westminster bridge opheliacs uh, they <laughs> get uh i mean they get their money's worth in this episode mm. there are a lot of westminster bridge shots and and for me it is that shot I, I googled it a second ago just to bring it up on my screen here there's that seminal shot of the daleks on westminster bridge mm. from well from dalek uh, invasion of earth um and an adventure in space and time but yeah yeah anyway uh, i feel like that's a that's a bit of a callback it's another i guess you're gonna run out of parts of london at some point but it feels like a bit of a callback sorry that's a rubbish point i appreciate that.
3: that do they go over the bridge on the bike
1: yeah, yeah. that was, and, and was a nice scene. Yeah, and then he goes over the bridge on the bike again when he's yeah, a fake doctor. Yeah. yeah.
3: So he goes over the bridge twice. So the first time he wasn't getting anywhere, he was just showing off. The first time they're
1: on the best first date ever. Yeah. And he's like, that. check this out. Uh, apparently no one stops you if you speed past <laughs> the Houses of Parliament <laughs> on a motorbike. This is 2012, Innocent Times in London. And, uh, yeah,
0: there's just the conservatives in the coalition government Leaning out the window saying Crack on, old
1: boy <laughs> Oh <No>, yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> Waste
1: fuel uh, No, they probably won't say that
0: the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean the ones that support fracking, Will <laughs> Well, we're talking about London, by the way Uh huh. Guess where Clara's pseudo-family live According to the zoom out from the map of central, southwest London Oh.
1: Wait, 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 wait Don't reveal it yet Wait, sorry. Where did you say it was roughly?
0: Central Southwest London. Central Southwest. Is this is like Chelsea. No, it's it's relevant to us as a podcast. <gasps> Wait, is it Chiswick? It's only bleeding Chiswick. <laughs> oh no. no. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing Is that
1: central southwest? That is southwest That is not central southwest How yeah, dare as, in, you? as in
0: in the center of southwest London Oh,
1: oh okay that's fair <laughs> <laughs> Wilf applauds that oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh what did you guys think of the invasion of the body snatchers type scene Oh well actually it's not so much invasion of the body snatchers. It's more like the matrixy scene Where they can take over people when they're in the cafe by St. Oh, Paul's. no, that was like, quite Like, cool. now this guy's talking. Vroom, now she's talking. Yeah, that I was- liked that, but I thought that, that poor waitress was so freaked out
3: every time she snapped back yeah. and the doctor's, like, looming over her. Yeah, just, like, handing her a,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a scone. <laughs> Take my scone. <skirt.
3: laughs>
0: but she portrayed that really well. Yeah, yeah she, she did. did. Like, there were a lot of different emotions on her face in a very short space yeah, of time. Yeah,
3: she did brilliantly.
1: Do you think that they took over the the person or that she took over the person on um, the telly the newscaster yeah for realsies or just that telly
3: (laughs) I had assumed it was on every television but actually they were talking about we can't be too big we can't otherwise everyone will notice if
0: we take too many people no I think that's another point against what actually happened yeah I think so too. Oh, yeah. sorry, i sorry. I think you're right. I think that is national BBC News 24. That is going live in Heathrow Airport, and in yeah. fact, all the airports all across the country, all and I, under,
1: around the world. The world. Yeah. yeah, and I assume yeah. the Great Intelligence would be against it. Like this is a woeful misuse of power. Yeah. So she, she's showing off to the doctor. Yeah. If, is, is it not already kind of show-offy to be able to do that with people around him? Yeah, you really
3: don't need the TV woman exactly. as well. Yeah.
1: Okay, here's a question for you in that scene. Something that did bug me a little bit. When we get to see everyone in the in that cafe... Before she goes and disperse or whatever it is, and everyone just clear. walks away, uh, clear. Mm. We get to see that sort of matrixy texts, you know, the, the flowing or dropping characters yeah. superimposed over them, mm. as though someone's projected this these characters onto them. Why? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And also, wait, so how does this this work? They they have, if you are in a space where there is Wi-Fi, just like in the ether, just in the air, Mm. are you then automatically susceptible to this?
0: After long enough exposure, yes. So
1: why would you need, like, why does Clara need to have a base station right there that sucks her soul or intellect into it? through the back of its spoon Cause
3: these, these There's Wi-Fi in the
1: house. Like, just grab that.
3: The people in the cafe are not dead. Like, Clara's body, after Clara gets down or uploaded, her body dies, whereas these people are just sort of temporarily being taken over. So maybe you need a base station to be uploaded and all the, the people in the screens have had a spoon head. I think that, that's okay. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so she's just showing how easy, if she wanted to upload everyone right now, she probably could, but they're
1: I don't know. I think that's I I like your retcon, but I think that I don't think that's a retcon. Okay, fine. I, I, no, you know what? I don't, I don't like it within this episode. I made a note in whilst watching this, saying, don't there need to be base stations nearby to download the peeps? Because mm. at, at the end, they just go, oh, download. Half of them wake up in in caskets. Some of them don't wake up at all. They're just killed, mm. and some of them happen to wake up in cafes uh, near St Paul's, where apparently the wait staff the, don't care about dead bodies on the fucking veranda. <laughs> so the, the she just fell asleep in a sunbeam but but there is no one there to to spoon her brain back in Mm. and that makes no sense either you need the spoon or you can make do with wi-fi and she has been exposed to the house wi-fi for a year it doesn't matter that she's hasn't logged on for a year however unrealistic that is she's still had her head in that ether for a year
3: yeah you're right because yeah the first time that he downloads her Back in, and it directly comes from
0: the spoon head. There's yeah. like a stream.
1: Ex- yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we even get to see it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there was another scene which I liked briefly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh this and is be then gross. did not. Oh. oh which one Because is it? the doctor said, I'm the doctor. And Clara said, Doctor Who. Oh. oh. And I thought, that's the kind that Marie likes. Yeah. But then. Say it again. Oh.
1: Say it again. Oh, I never thought I'd like to hear it. So. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> no, that's. Again, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm with you on this one. Once per episode, the first time would have been okay. Also, it not once
3: per episode. No.
1: You don't want one every single no, week. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's what we're getting. But like ma- or more, more. We're getting like one three per or episode. four per episode at this point. Yeah. That's way too much. Mm. He shouldn't know what the TV show about him is called.
3: Exactly, because that's what I was exactly thinking. Is why? Why does he like the phrase Doctor Who? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. He doesn't have an answer. It's not like he says, "Oh, it's Doctor Smith." Like. Yeah, it well, only has meaning for us because we're watching a show
0: called Doctor Who. It yeah. shouldn't
3: have meaning for him, and
0: because we know that at the end of this series there is an episode called "The Name of the Doctor." Yeah.
3: But presumably his name is not Doctor Who, so
1: it wasn't a Cushing movie. What movies? Yeah.
3: Oh, did he introduce himself as Doctor Who?
1: Yeah.
0: Was he even an alien in that? Nope. <laughs> well, there you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're not canon. <laughs> they are hilarious, though. <laughs> Did anyone else feel that his voice was weird towards the end when he tells, what's her name? Kislet? Download her right now. Well, it's,
0: co- <laughs> it's coming out of a spoon head. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be a slightly bit distorted. Oh, mm. uh, really? Is that what it is? Yeah, and I thought he sounded posher than Matt Smith usually does. Yeah, as definitely. Well.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Le- but not, not good posh, more Senator Palpatine posh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because when he first walked in, you couldn't tell. They was a spoonhead, and then it, and then his behavior changed as we understood what he was. Like they should, they should have had him acting like that from the beginning, or or do it more subtly, but it, have it be there the whole time, and that rather than it just change. Yeah. No, I don't. Know.
1: Yeah. I. Uh, I. I- I see what you're getting at. I don't feel like it was clear enough to me that that was the robot voice, though. Mm. Even if he had done it the whole time, maybe if he had done it the whole time, maybe it would have been clear that it's the robot, but then it would have spoiled the surprise.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's how do you do 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 it without giving it away? Mm. Yeah, we've had too many iterations of these kind of surprises. For instance, is anyone surprised now when a monk spoken about in reverence and awe
1: turns out to be the doctor yeah
0: under a shaded hood he draws it back and oh guess what it's the doctor yeah. like well, it's no everyone out of the shadows no. in victorian prequel
1: no everyone knows it's the doctor and but that's fine right like you the I mesmerizing just... thing is that you find yourself in th- in the 13th century and you're like oh wait i know we were just in wi-fi land now we're here this is great i did just think, why, why does he need to be a monk why does he need to be
0: in this like solitary confinement like what's because otherwise not... he's got to, you know, get out and hew the land for some feudal lord and keep his wattle and daub up. But why does he have to
1: be there? Why does he even have to be near people?
2: Yeah.
1: And and also if expose he them. he wants solitary
3: confinement, why doesn't he go to a planet that doesn't have any people? And
1: at the same time, destroy the timeline a little bit. I mean, he, he exposes them to the TARDIS. True. And telephones. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think... Monasteries were hospitable back then, so he, they're doing something for him. He's probably helped them in some way. He's optimised their final beds. Them.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like. Oh, I like the opti- optimised your flower beds like. <laughs> yeah,
0: he used to come and optimise my beds. <laughs> we haven't talked about my favourite two minutes of this episode. Was, oh. it,
3: was it the new intro? No. Okay.
0: Sorry. No, it
1: wasn't. I didn't like the new intro. <laughs>
0: no, me neither. It made me seasick.
1: I'm sure it took uh, tons of effort, and I do like the face when when we get to see his face in there and like one of the cosmic clouds. Like, yeah, Matt Smith. But the rest, of it, uh, it's one, uh, it's one of a nice old time tunnel. That's it. Oh, sorry, uh, Drew. You were gonna say
0: something. Oh, your two favorite minutes. two minutes, Drew. My favorite two minutes were. Clara seeing inside the TARDIS for the first time and then spinning out of the door into a crashing aeroplane. Oh, Oh. that was so good. Yes, forgot about that
1: whole scene. That's a fantastic scene. Yeah. So good because he also has to, he has to save everyone. He has to save the people on the plane as well. He didn't just get out of the way and the people that the plane would have, yeah, because they could
3: have easily just taken Clara somewhere else. And let the plane crash, but yeah, but then yeah, it
1: would have killed everyone on the plane and the whole neighborhood.
3: I didn't, I didn't assume it was a like a normal passenger jet. I would have thought they'd ha- had like a bomber plane that was going to them. But yeah, it was it's just like
1: whoever's nearby. I think yeah. No, I I agree. That is a fantastic scene. scene. Although
3: that's the scene where Clara is spinning around with her cup full of nothing, and that that really annoys me that she still has the cup by the the end of it. The (laughs) clearly empty cup. Clearly empty cup that she then drinks out of. Yeah, but... Oh!
0: Oh. Never spills a drop, our Blackpool Mm. lass. (laughs) (laughs) Don't waste your cup of tea. (laughs) No, but it's, it's great in that most people go into the TARDIS and they move extremely slowly and are like, yeah. how is this possible? Or they run straight out of the door yeah. again and do the inside-outside yeah. comparison. But she's just lurching around as they are spinning instantly into flight. Well, it's nice because the last episode we had her
3: in the TARDIS for the first time and that's exactly what she did. She ran out, she went all the way around it, she yeah. took her time.
1: She did the traditional thing. that. She,
3: she did the non-traditional thing of... It's smaller, it's smaller on the smaller outside. On the outside. Yeah, yeah, but she
1: did the traditional... She did pretty much a reenactment of the... With, that, with the exception of that line, it's a reenactment of the rose thing. Yeah, like, go yeah, in, yeah. go out, run around, and go back in again. Yeah.
3: And so, yeah, this time it was just like, no, nope, we're in the middle of something. There's no time. You don't get to have this whole, like, everything comes slowly. You just have to accept it's a spaceship we're done and now we're on a plane yeah i yeah. agree and also to to land the tardis on a mo- like moving vehicle that
1: faster, that closer. Oh, that? that's brilliant that was amazing yes it was really
3: cool and how
1: good is the doctor for being able to pinpoint that yeah yeah because you remember he made the made times a- when he would always like miss the mark by a billion years yeah <laughs> oh, on the wrong planet sorry oh, yeah <laughs> yeah
3: but yeah because he made a point to say like oh short jumps are really hard and i was like oh where's he jumping to and i never in a million years would have <laughs> thought it was the plane. yeah like a good twist,
1: yeah, yeah, very nice. Also, like the just the look that the two pilots gave each other <laughs> after like, oh crap! All right, it happened. It happened again, Bill.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we both
1: nodded off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes you're stuck circling Heathrow for one or two hours before they find a landing slot. It's got to get boring.
1: <laughs> also, at a certain point, they run out of vodka in the cockpit. <laughs> the um, how did you guys feel about the um, oh? We can raise loyalty, lower IQ, raise that. this, etc.
3: Yeah, I like that. It's a manipulating behavior. Although, I didn't understand why you wouldn't, when, you, when you've got all these like people working for you, wouldn't
0: you have their IQs whacked up to 100? Well, no, because then no. they'd find a way to overthrow you somehow. Mm. Yeah. They'd all start plotting together. You've exactly. got to keep them fairly docile. No, but keep your, keep your
3: obedience high. Obedience 100, IQ 100. Yeah, but if your IQ was too high, you'd figure out
0: why am I so obedient all the time? Is it just my nature? No, I think there's something fishy about this. I'm going to get hold of her iPad. Put, and, but that's when the paranoia goes down to zero.
3: So you're obedient, but you, you don't question why. Oh, that is so clever, Marie. <laughs> Someone's clearly been fiddling
0: with your IQ settings. <laughs>
3: I liked that. And I liked uh, the ending when he was just like, I'm here to fix the toilet. Like they've all just, they've all just (laughs) wandered into this building for various reasons. And suddenly they're, they're really smart tech savvy people who've probably, they've all probably had a, computer patch and they know how to do whatever that i don't really know what they're and doing at, and
1: at least two of them they don't say quite the same words but it's some paraphrase of i don't know where i am
3: yeah yeah true. which is quite nice oh, as well it kind yeah. of bookends
1: it in a way yeah. the only thing that bothered me about the I, I like that element of it as well like raise iq lower obedience whatever yeah. but i didn't it, it bothered me a little bit It's like oh we need this person to be more creative raise their iq yeah have a creativity thing instead yeah, exactly. like,
0: iq doesn't necessarily mean the same thing mm. uh, you're talking about Stephen moffat here already oh, yeah everything's a number yeah but i the cleverer the number the higher the number the better the person but, but, but
1: again if you're but if iq you're, is it's the intelligence what it has nothing to do with creativity but if your obedience
3: is really high and you're told to be creative then you will just be creative you have to be clever enough to think of a creative solution. Yeah,
1: oh, <laughs> but uh, no, I don't know if that's... What was the fourth that... one? There was a f- Then you can have like oh obedience. I would tell someone to be tall and they'll be tall. Like it, it is, <laughs> I don't know if it works yeah, that way, but they'll put on some high heels. Raise the IQ if you need them to solve a logical Problem but yeah. like raise some other Like lateral thinking out of the Box whatever mm. raise some other Marker in order to make them creative mm. I don't I
0: know what think. the fourth one
1: was
3: I thought there were four but I can't remember what If it
1: was the, was the 80s it
0: would have been boobs <laughs> <laughs> Yes
1: Oh exactly like uh, oh what's it weird called science. Weird science yes exactly
0: But of course we're far beyond that now
1: And they'd be on
3: 100 every time
1: <laughs> Oh you offer a screening by the way Drew but Weird science <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I'm only not asking you, Marie, because I assume the answer is yes. Be- <laughs> I remember it being fairly terrible. You know what? I haven't seen it since I was about 10. <laughs> Maybe 12. I was aware of boobs.
0: Well, I mean, boobs are a, a big part of that thing where they're trying to design the woman and they're like, more boobs, more boobs, more boobs. And the boobs basically short circuit their creator computer and she turns into this just random big hair 80s woman with very small boobs, as I remember. Oh, I'm like, oh, where then. are the boobs? <laughs> <laughs> so
1: disappointing. <laughs> on that note, any more points or shall we jump into ratings? We're
3: just, just ending check. on boobs. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: fine. <laughs> and now it is time to rate this. Did we laugh or hate this? Bing bong, bing bong, hey, la, 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 la. Ratings. I thought this was a really solid start to Series 7B because it makes a terrible concept passable. <laughs> Were you to describe to me the basic NAF premise of people are uploaded into the internet via Wi Fi, I'd give you a flat thumbs down and expect a 1.5 at best. However, there's Verve and Flair here. Clara's instantly in trouble, but also has stuff to do. She has that very atypical introduction to the TARDIS. Celia Imory is a great brainwashed amoral number two. She'd have been right at home in the Trump administration. If Sarah Sanders is ever off work or off woke, bring Celia in for a press conference. (laughs) The directing also is very slick. It's clear lots of thought and care went into setting up the shots. Clara's TARDIS introduction is done in one single sweeping circular shot. One quick trick, bridging two shots, and we're in the plane. It's fantastic. There are lots of mid-level moffat lines. Not many all-time classics, but a decent smattering of chortles. Some moderate sonic overuse. Do you know what? It reminded me a lot of partners in crime. There's an evil organisation fronted by a lady, a tall building, a new companion, the head villain just gets away, and there's a mysterious woman. But without Catherine Tate, of course it could never hit those heights. So I'll give this an upper mid-range score of 3.6. Marie, you or me? You go.
1: Okay, go on, well, I'll uh,
0: turn your obedience up to 100.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Podcast land. Uh, okay. Truth told just press stop on the recording to turn to Drew and tell him that that's exactly the rating I want to give this as well. It is 3.6 from me as well, and the reason for that is... Wait, I don't want to say that right away. Coming at this episode, uh, huh, huh, rasa, blank slate, was the best thing ever. Like, there was... With the exception of that motorbike ride, there was nothing that rang any bells. It, it was like... what? <laughs> unintended. <this>. Hey! <laughs> there was not uh, Unintended, I'm very glad. Uh... It, it, It was like watching this again for the first time, which is fantastic. Whilst watching this, I was thinking, I bet you Drew's gonna say something like, this is going in for that trademark moth paranoia of, all angels are evil, or, you know, angel statues might be evil, the air that you breathe might be alien, whatever, and in this case, the bloody Wi-Fi network might be trying to steal your soul. It's great. The paranoia works super well, the bad guys are fantastic. You get the great Intelligence, which is a very nice bonus at the end And on the way there We get Invasion of the Body Snatchers A fantastic first date With incredible chemistry between our protagonists We get a snog box, for goodness sake And that whole sequence of the Doctor Trying to guard Clara It's so lovely It's a really nice beginning to this It's almost what the Doctor should have done during that, those years that he missed with Pond, like when she was a girl, wanting to help her, and then when he finally meets her, like, oh, she can clearly take care of herself, but in this case, she hasn't been, oh, whatever. Yeah, I love it, I love it. In conclusion, Eleven is the best, and Clara Oswald for the win, so
0: 3.6. Nice rating. Can I just <laughs> clarify, did you just say, the Great Intelligence appeared at the end, so that was some nice bonus <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? No, uh, no, no. (laughs) Marie, did you get a nerd boner from this episode?
3: Well, I do. I did. Not really. (laughs) um,
2: (laughs) If you're honest.
3: (laughs) I think, I actually think it's quite telling that um, you both said you didn't remember this episode at all. Hmm. And I just, I do think it's a bit unmemorable. Ah. Like, so there are some really nice moments. And I think like you just said, the um, doc hanging out. At Clara's front door looking like looking after her is so incredibly sweet especially after what we've just had she she's a she's a flight risk and well a, a dying risk and so he kind of it's really sweet that he's so protective over her because he's lost her twice already and he won't do it again and mm. um their chemistry is really nice we've talked about how she's slightly different in this episode, but that's explained, so it's okay. But yeah, just there's not enough of her. <laughs> but like I think the the my favourite bits are when they're together, and they're not together for the most of part because she's dead for a lot of it, and he's off on his own. The great intelligence again, it feels a bit wasted. He just comes in right at the last second, and we go, oh wow, it's that that great villain from last week? And oh no, now it's over. um So there's just a little one one uh, shot of. Richard recorded so. over Skype probably
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly um color it in blue no one will notice
3: and yeah and I just feel like there's there's been a lot of holes we've picked in why are they all trapped in these screens why don't they know where they are why are they repeating why why are they or why are we able to download them back into their bodies without a spoon face nearby why <laughs> <Spoon> face. <laughs> why isn't the doctor more concerned about deleting everybody i don't know it just the ending all felt a bit rushed and yeah i just i just don't think it's one of my favorites so i'm not gonna go that high clara was ace as always so that brings it up a little bit but i'm probably i think i'm gonna go i'm gonna, go, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna like a 2.9 oh yeah
1: 2.9 mm. okay <laughs> Oh, I wish I had guessed what you were going to give it. I, I, I would have guessed completely wrong, but okay, yeah.
3: What would you have guessed?
1: Well, I, if you hadn't said anything, I would have guessed like, oh, way really higher. High. But then when you started talking about it, I was like, oh, shit, it's got to be <laughs> one point something.
3: I'm trying not to just do the extremes. I know I've got a reputation. <laughs> Hit the middle ground sometimes. Nice. But it was, I, I enjoyed it. I did. I did enjoy watching it. But yeah, just... I was on the way over here, I was chatting to Jim and he said, um, he said like, oh, we well, you've got to rate it. And I was like, oh, shit, I sort of forgot that I have to talk about this now <laughs> and, like, pull out things to say. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's not, like, sometimes we're talking for hours and we can't get, like, in, get everything in. And there's so many points to bring up that we have to miss things out. And this time we've kind of lagged a bit and gone, has anyone got anything else? And And that, you know, so...
0: Yeah, sometimes you get episodes like this. Like, there's Planet of the Ood, where Leon and Nick really struggles to get an hour of material out of it. Because sometimes episodes are just solid and unmemorable. Yeah. And do the job, but don't linger in the memory. Exactly, And they're good, but you can't remember a thing about them. I think this is one of those. And it's, like,
3: it's over the halfway mark. I'm not giving it a, you know... yeah yeah. oh no one's saying you're unfair okay (laughs) but no yeah the motorbike scene was amazing I love Clara's little red gloves um and I liked the little nod to um the little nod to Amy with the book was very sweet as well which
0: what see I said I said this earlier and no one reacted no I know what you're talking about you're talking about Amelia Williams the author of the children's book
2: yeah wait what yeah oh shit
1: did you just get that son I just got that Wait, I didn't hear you say that before and I did not see that in the episode. Are you serious? Yeah, the author of the book was Amelia Williams. I totally
3: did not see that. Which is why she was saying chapter 11 is the best one because it's written, it's Amy.
1: Yeah. Oh my God, I yeah. love this even more now. Oh, oh, oh man.
3: See, that's the reaction I expected earlier. So <laughs> I was just like, I don't, I don't know. If, I'm just going to say it again and just to make sure. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> Sorry, I totally missed that. Oh,
3: no,
0: oh awesome. You know who yeah. I'm sure didn't miss that? Podcast Land. Yeah. <laughs> listener Minis. Now let's hear from Podcast Land. Max 250, or it would get
1: out of hand. Writer Rooney and. Cheesecakes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we have a whole bunch of listener Minis for this one. Thank you, everyone who sent something in. We're starting with... Trenton Bliss!
3: Hey, Trenton! Hi, Trenton!
1: Hello, Trenton. Trenton starts. Spoiler alert, the title had nothing to do with the story at all, with the exception of
0: one tiny scene. Strap in, boys and girls, this is gonna be a doozy! So, enter Clara Oswald. Oh, Trenton, down boy. (laughs) Ha! <laughs> if the last episode was a masterclass on how to introduce a companion they took a complete 180 here oh, oh. i don't very much care for this clara she's boring bland and gets kind of dragged in instead of becoming interested like victorian clara or even oswin from asylum of the daleks even her bigger on the inside moment down boy was rushed <laughs> they blew it trends and come on oh oh wow Trenton.
3: However, no, this is good. good. Trenton continues, he did like the concept of the episode. In our modern world, Wi-Fi is everything. So, what happens if Wi-Fi attacks? Creepy spoonheads, mind control, a form of possession even. I find the concept brilliant on its own. But why do they need to shoehorn the great intelligence into this one?
1: Couldn't we get somebody new? It's not a big issue, but still. Someone's got Richard E. Grant fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still hoping that we'll get more great intelligence to sort of cement and justify his presence in this one. This is just part of a bigger scheme, Trenton. Uh, Unless Trenton, and most likely Trenton, does remember this better than we do. (laughs) Okay, uh, Trending goes on. The Doctor was great, though. He's very curious about all this stuff surrounding Clara, and that new outfit
0: is just brilliant, agreed. Mm. I mean, it's definitely his best, agreed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Trends concludes. Overall, this is how not to introduce a companion. This is basically the snowman, but with all the good stuff taken out of it. While it has its good stuff, the bad stuff is hard to ignore, and his rating is 2.7 out of 5.
1: Still above the middle.
0: Yeah. Trenton, excellent stuff. Thank you very much for
1: sending that in. Ladies and gents who are not Trenton, please hi-fi Trenton online. He is at Trenton Bless. That's blessed with two what's? Two S's. Obviously. <laughs> 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 also, check out his uh, blog posts on whoback1.com. Cool stuff. Next up, Michael.
2: Ridgeway! Hello, Michael. Hi, Michael. Love you, Michael.
3: <laughs> and so Michael starts with a list of things he liked.
1: Uh, First up, technology gone bad. Mm, Next up, the Earl's Court was an
0: embarrassment line. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) Next up, the Doctor motorbiking up the Shard, though naturally not as good as the SEVENTH DOCTOR'S doctors, MULTIPLE MOTORBIKING (laughs) ESCAPADES.
3: Oh, and then Michael goes on to uh, mention things his daughter liked. Mm. Uh, she clapped and giggled at the disturbing aeroplane scene as uploaded passengers hurled to their doom. Then she reenacted it with Playmobil. <laughs> oh,
0: fantastic. <laughs> she is coming along just fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Michael then proceeds to some. Are the trapped consciousnesses In a simulation of their own world They seem to be in places they got Spoonheaded, can they not leave that location Oh, very good point mm. Can they chat to or hang out with Other uploaded consciousnesses There seem to be a fair few uploaded people Surely an epidemic of lifeless bodies Would be newsworthy How have the restaurant people been hacked? They they can't have been uploaded because they'd be lifeless bodies, or are they spoonheads? Or were they uploaded, then downloaded? Can anyone be hacked? Can only the doctor see the hacked newsreader? Why is Clara's consciousness trapped in a door intercom? Why was Miss Kislet recruited as a child? Why is this even happening? To what end? None of this makes sense. exactly michael
0: exactly that might be the best paragraph of um, anything <laughs> that, that's lesser beef than a prime sirloin <laughs> <laughs> but michael is not done yet he has a further beef the doctor committing mass murder kisler acknowledges that most consciousnesses have no life bodies to go back to killing them is a super big moral decision What right did the Doctor have to do this so flippantly without consulting the consciousnesses? And why didn't he seem to give a shit? He totally could have put the consciousnesses into a simulated world as he did with River. Exactly, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, we talked about this as well. Mm. At this point, Michael, we're really, really, really sorry, but you know the rules. (laughs) It's 250 (laughs) words or bust. We have now uh, reached exactly 250 words. In fact, exactly 250 words. So we're going to jump to Michael's rating. But please, people who are not Michael Ridgway, go to whoback com, read his mini slash maxi in its full splendor. He rates it how, Marie? I like this rating because it doesn't really make any sense if you haven't read the whole review either. (laughs) Oh, no.
3: (laughs) So Michael gives this a 1.2 out of 5 bars of evil Wi-Fi that leads you to a broken web page saying, the robotic yeti you requested cannot be found.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The mystery can be solved on (laughs) whobackwhen.com. Excellent mini Michael, excellent fantastic, rate, fantastic Great stuff. Mini, yeah. And by the
1: way, that reminds me of a thought that I had whilst watching this episode last night. When Clara's walking down the stairs after logging onto that Wi-Fi, mm. I was convinced that she was now in the network that yeah. like everyone was like it was an empty neighborhood basically. Mm. Does that not not the case, but no. yeah. Anyway.
3: It would have been nice to see more yeah, see her in the network and see what it looked like from her perspective.
1: Yeah. Wait, why was there a I mean, the robot that looks like the girl from the cover of Amy Bloody Pony's <laughs> book. Why was that robot upstairs? Yeah. Nope. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Yes. Where did it come from? Well, it comes from upstairs. It grew out of her laptop.
3: Did it beam? <laughs> the Wi Fi materializes it.
1: Is it just like, oh no, don't worry about it, guys That's just our girl-shaped router. <laughs> no, that's very true, because they have a physical form That needs
3: to be a yeah. physical being And it's yeah, yeah wasn't there wasn't there
0: earlier Blurg Yep All right. are getting
3: those 3.6s now, boys uh, I'm sure it
0: crept no. in the back door <laughs> While the doctor was detaining Clara The back door the upstairs? Door. Oh, you
1: mean the back door upstairs? <laughs>
0: uh, okay <laughs> Came through the chimney
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas robot <laughs> Anyway, uh, Michael Fantastic, thank you very much Peeps who are not Michael I believe you can follow Michael on Twitter He is at bad Underscore movie Underscore club
0: Thank you Michael thank thank you, Michael.
1: You. Next up
0: Star
3: Wars,
2: Hill, Star, Wars Hill, Star Wars Hill
1: Hello Star Wars Hill
3: Hi Star Wars Hill <laughs> Star Wars Sill Begins, we are finally beginning The Clara era and I am very Excited about where we go from here Clara is my absolute favourite Companion Same
1: (laughs) That being said, continue Star Wars Sill I wasn't sure how I felt about the Doctor Making Clara say Doctor Who Multiple times and then giggling I'm assuming you guys did not like it Correct? We did not You know us well Yeah
0: Star Wars still did like that the Doctor found a whole bunch of parts that did not go together, and his first thought was that it must be something disassembled, so he put whatever it was back together. It was precious. He spent a lot of time being precious this episode. Mm, did you? Um, given the little
3: hearts in my eyes right now, it may surprise you to learn that I found the plot uninteresting. Huh. It will affect my rating, but I love the characters in this episode so much that it doesn't really bother me if this was an A- it doesn't it will affect my rating but i love the characters in this episode so much that it doesn't really bother me that if this was an amy or a rose episode i'd be bored but Mm -hmm. not a donna (laughs) (laughs) or a martha
1: yeah Mm. you know what i think star wars hill is just trying to desperately stick beneath the 250 word mark otherwise donna would definitely be (laughs) on that
3: list (laughs) to be fair she should have been top of the list I think it just goes without saying that we're bored in every Donna episode. Wait, no, No, I didn't say that. No, 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 no. no.
1: Donna, okay. No, no, no. There are plenty of really good Donna episodes, but there are no episodes in which Donna is good. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's also an exaggeration, sorry. (laughs) There are few episodes in which. Okay, uh, (laughs) still, still continues. I enjoy it whenever Clara is on screen. There is such a wonder in her eyes, and she challenges the doctor but does it in a charming way, the opposite of obnoxious. I like that you turned the doctor down, told him to try again tomorrow. No. Fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars Sill wraps it up with a rating of 3.5 out of 5 ringing TARDIS bells. Ooh. Bling, bling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bing, bong. Thank you very much, Star Wars Sill. People who are not Star Wars Sill, fret not, you can follow Star Wars Sill online. Star Wars Sill can be found at star wars seal well that's helpful her
0: name (laughs) matches her name
1: (laughs) next up we have tracy Tracy from from america America. hello tracy
3: hi tracy (laughs) tracy continues hey folks how have you been (laughs) uh we've been fine tracy thanks for asking yeah thank you you know most people don't ask it's nice to be oh (laughs) that's fine you don't you don't need to ask we're fine Um, (laughs) we're not gonna get an avalanche of you guys
1: guys okay (laughs) yeah what's going on with you
3: (laughs) tracy begins to review i don't know about the rest of you but i could stand to have more twitter emojis in my life this week i have made you some randomly labeled information and a rating don't worry i wrote Mm. it in words This time,
1: next
3: week it'll just be a leaf.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The plot, says Tracy. The Bells of St. John, a.k.a. Reboot of The Wire, I think. i got to be honest, I'm finding it hard to remember the plot to either of them. So, I guess energy monsters need to use your face to steal your energy somehow, and also they can give it all back later for plot reasons.
0: Well observed, Tracy. Tracy continues. Do you like it? Is it is it wicked? It's weird, but I'm really enjoying the episode as I watch it. I think it's all the intrigue, banter, and adventure music.
2: Hmm.
0: Mmm.
3: Tracy's next point is music. As with the last episode, this one scored to reflect how cool or sexy Matt Smith is, or else his level of confusion. Oh. Is it?
0: When it's not explicitly Clara's theme, I suppose it is. Oh, I knew you were gonna mention Clara's theme, it doesn't do it that much like I, it just happened that's all it's allowed to happen in her introduction episode good because i do like clara's theme whenever it comes yeah me too on, it's, it's not overused
1: in this one
3: no I- definitely not which brings us on to
1: clara i just feel like we don't know her at all and neither does the doctor he only thinks he does based on the other oswalds and i'm disappointed the cleverest she gets to be is based on info her brain shouldn't have mm. oh that's a that's a good boy i hadn't thought about that
3: yeah the only thing to dispute that is that it's not her technological ability that gets her there because the doctor has the same like computer science brain power yeah it's, true. she uses like the like you said lateral thinking and intuition and like i'm gonna use the people to get to the data
1: yeah like any other personality coupled with that yeah. knowledge yeah. wouldn't necessarily come to the same conclusion exactly but, but but she has the kind of personality and, and psychological drive to make use of all this. Exactly. Yeah, no, he, uh, Tracy, I feel like we can, we can retcon this to a point where, where it's satisfying.
0: Yeah, Clara's confidence and vivacity carry the day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tracy has a nominee for best moment. Oh. To stop the plane from crashing into them, they materialise on the plane, <laughs> which is terribly badass.
1: It is. Oh, my goodness. It is very badass.
0: Tracy
3: concludes with (laughs) I hope Drew is on the show he is (laughs) because rating Drew back
0: when excellent
3: branding yeah, I am on
0: my 75th consecutive episode of the show. <laughs> 75th?
1: Yeah. Surprise! Oh, wh- anyone want a, a,
0: a shot of something? We should have a little then? shot of something. We should have that. a little yeah. shot. Okay, we- dude, it's your 95th. We've been through this before. <laughs> oh, whatever, dude. In fact, it's actually like your 250th. I mean, it could be. It could be your 250th. We just don't know. Anyway, you can follow Tracy online. <laughs> <laughs> she is at... Yeah, got not, that's Fountain Tracy. Backwards, <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Thanks so much, Tracy.
1: Thank you very much, Tracy. Thanks, Tracy. Next up, we have Keel Harris. Hi, Keel. Hi, Keel. Keel, who uh, we played the uh, new reviewer theme, placeholder theme. There'll be a proper theme at some point. In our last classic Who episode when Kiel joined us on the temporal road So hello Kiel, thank you for joining us on the new Who Road as well
0: Yeah, Who wrote this review, look it's someone new Someone else to walk with us as we review Doctor Who
1: <laughs> Okay, those are the words, we're re-recording them <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Kiel starts Hi everyone, hope the booze is flowing and the Who is glowing <laughs>
0: Kill continues. I remember liking this episode when I saw it in first run. Not so good this time.
3: Kill does have some good things though. To start with, Clara's energy. OMG, she is so not the pond and that was so refreshing. In my companions, ranking only Rose, Sarah, Jane and Donna come higher.
0: Oh, I like Kiel. Oh. <laughs> I think we're gonna
1: Sarah get on just Jane, eh? That's an adjustment. G- G- oh Saraj mm. is pretty great. Mm. Sarah Jane
0: is great. Yeah, it's pretty great. So Donna is one of the top three Doctor Who companions of all time. In all fifty six years and counting. <laughs> <laughs> Even no. better than Yaz? What? Oh. Uh, yes. Yeah.
1: Oh my goodness, is Yaz the lowest? No, no, she's not. No. No, 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 she's, she's,
3: she's in, like in the... Give her time. She's in the bottom Yaz. five. She's still finding her feet.
0: <laughs> yeah, give Yaz time to grow and actually get some lines. Yeah. Um,
1: he continues, Doctor needing to figure out the mystery of Clara and not being able to pull a solution out of thin air was refreshing. Agreed,
0: yeah. Hmm. But Kiel goes on to list some bad things. <laughs> we did it! <laughs> that really was, first like completely unrehearsed. <laughs> oh shit, we're predictable. Oh, the first one is, if I wanted to watch Bond or The Matrix, I would watch them. Not a Doctor Who rip-off. Oh. Mm.
3: Secondly, uh, Kiel had to read Wikipedia to find out who Miss Kislet was, and that her client was a great intelligence. By the way, why that was a two-second gloss over is another point loss.
1: Okay, well, Kiel gives this a rating of Oh, 2.3 Because the plot made as much sense As a uh, Bond one But I'll bring it up to 2.7 Oh, yes! Yay. Because of Clara Yay! I nice. approve of this Clara should always get an extra point Oh, and he adds The name is pronounced right We were debating, Jim and I were debating uh, If we were mispronouncing his name So yeah, thank you very much for clarifying that
3: Oh, I like this, did you see this at the end? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is this is great
3: so keel has um made a prediction about what he thought the ratings we would all uh, give to this episode oh very good interesting this
1: is i mean i i wanna if we can hashtag this in some way this is like pure genius <laughs> i love this keel, thank yeah. you so much
3: <laughs> so i like uh always. <laughs> he he did what you guys always assume I'll do, is go either <laughs> super high or super low. Kiel plumped for super high this time, so he thought I was going to give it a 4. Mm, not quite.
1: <laughs> he thought I was going to give it a 2.9. Yeah, and he thought I was going to give it a 3.1, which, to be fair, is probably the most frequently given rating. Really? He, that,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he also assumed uh, Jim would think this was worthy of a 2.6. No Jim on this episode. Mm. Sorry, Kiel. Uh, Jim, if you're listening. Do you agree? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much Kiel. People of Podcastland who are not Kiel, you can follow him on Twitter. He is not quite as we said in the last episode due to a typo, but he is in fact at Mass FL Panthers. And also, I think we may have found the way of saying his Twitter handle from now on. It's Mass FL Panthers. That's FL, not FI. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Kiel What have we got coming up next? Ooh. I'm genuinely asking. Oh, wait. Oh, oh wait. Well, crumbs. All right. But wait. Okay. For Classic Who, we have The Android Invasion, which I'm going to give an unreasonably high mark because I remember that from when I was a kid and I love it. I don't remember what it's about, but I love it. In New Who, we have possibly one of the best episodes ever <gasps> a, a, an example of good TV writing in action.
0: Yes, Excellent. TV at its goodest. <laughs> Could <laughs> it possibly be rings, rings of, of, a of a carton? carton. Oh, yes. Oh. oh,
1: I'm sorry. Where do you summon? Oh, I summer in a Carson. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get that rings? Did you get it from rings of a Carson? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I propose that we get absolutely shit faced for that review. Because <laughs> as I recall, it's a terrible episode. Mm. Seconded. Marvelous. We're getting smashed for that one. Please send in your minis. <laughs> Can't guarantee that we'll make much sense of them. In the meantime, you can say hello to us on Twitter and or online. Marie, you're not on Twitter. No. But people can email you.
3: Surely they can. Yeah,
1: send an email to whoback at gmail.com and we shall pass it along. And she will respond using smoke signals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> drew, you are? You can peel my Tweety banana at Drew Hmm. <laughs> oh, that's got you purring. <laughs>
1: and you can high-five me online. I will high-five you right back. I am at a ponkin. Thank you so much for listening. You have been a lovely audience. You continue to be a lovely audience every week. Thank you Aww. so much. Until the next time, rock on and cha-chao. Bye bye
0: Catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode. Until then, Ooh, back chao I never even got to say what should happen at the end of my retro rewrite. Oh. Which oh. was that basically all these possessed base stations should become the Doctor Who equivalent of Westworld. <gasps> and Torchwood can get involved and Captain Jack can just go fuck crazy. <laughs> instead of Earth Day
1: fuck week I think that's our post-credit sequence right there more episodes should end with boobs (laughs) oh I meant oh it! I was gonna finagle in a line about like how oh oh I guess we've reached the bell end Oh. oh okay any other vulgar notes before we press no
2: okay cool okay bye